chances are you've probably considered a total career change. But how many of us actually act on what sometimes is like an impulse or a moment? Well, my next guest took that giant leap of faith. In her mid-50s, she became a sex worker and her foray into the world's oldest profession has been life-changing and healing. Dr. Sharla Hathaway is a clinical sexologist and the founder of Boy Joy Intimacy School. She's touring Australia with her play Naked at My Age. Thanks for your time this morning. Good to be here. You're in your your 70s now and you became a sex worker almost two decades ago. I'm curious, was it something you'd always considered before that point? Are you kidding me? You know, I was a violin teacher and I wrote for the newspaper, got divorced and in Austin, Texas, then I, I, I didn't, I needed a job and I realized all the books I was reading were about sex, you know, the new age sexual healers, working girls, real live nude girls by Carol Queen. And I thought, I, I saw the back page of the Chronicle, be an escort of Austin, earn $5,000 a week. Well, I didn't think I would do that, but I was intrigued. And yes, I followed that. And I just really dove in to the deep end in my mid-50s. So you mentioned violin teacher, from violin teacher to sex worker, it seems like a big leap. Um, Obviously, you know, the position you're in, you know, looking for a job, curious. Yeah. Uh, You must have been very nervous as well. Yeah. Well, I had some background because I had taken a class at Body Electric called Celebrating the Body Erotic. And in that class, I, I recognized that, boy, we just use a little portion of our body, kind of like a little portion of our mind. And I learned to listen to myself, get slower, take a breath. And that pleasure, and without having to take care of my partner, as much pleasure could be could be mine if I tuned into that. So I think that body electric experience kind of gave me a curiosity about how sexuality could actually um, be studied and be learned in such a way like you know, if you want to learn how to cook or play tennis, you would you would dive into it. And I just decided that, yeah, that's that's what I would do. And it was one of the most empowering, kind of an and terrifying in a way, experiences of my life. But I did it didn't I didn't last long as a prostitute, as just a regular, you know, escort. Because they introduced me to Austin's uh, Blue Bonnet Madame, a sexual healer. And then my path really began. And she says, you know, honey, if you want to uh, see better clients and um, make more money and just actually do exactly what you want and nothing more, get out of the agency. They're not protecting you. You write your own website, who you are, who you want to see. And what you do, you learn how to use the telephone and you can come and see me. And I did. And she mentored me. And, you know, today I feel so good because I get to mentor other men and women attracted to careers in teaching sexual empowerment. So they didn't have to take some of the first steps that I took. How did your family react when they first found out about your new line of work? There's often a a real stigma, isn't there, um, in the broader world? Oh, yes, isolation and and stigma. And that's such a good question. 
and it still is with me today. Um, I, you know, we can talk about my sisters and their work, teaching school or making jam for the farmer's market, but we can't talk about my work. And um, with my son, it's been very difficult because I've always wanted to be honest. And he's kind of proud of his pioneering mom and knows that I'm touring Australia, New Zealand with my show. But he hasn't seen it yet. And there's, there's, this, there's a kind of a heartache I think we all live with. And I just have to be happy that my parents, they're, they're now past, were so supportive of me. I mean, they came to my Body Joy studio and took a class on intimacy. They, they sat in the front row of my first performance. And, and my mom said, you know, Charlotte, if, if you'd been around when your dad and I were having such problems, we might not have got divorced. And so I've kind of had... I kind of had someone on my own team that way. And my dad, in his 90s, he signed over his 1940s copy of Anis Nin's Erotica. So I think they, I, 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 you know, I elected sex work. And that's, and that's a privilege. And, and I, I know I just gave a, a performance benefit for the aboriginal um, decolonize sex work when I was in Brisbane last week. And if you don't have some of the advantages I had, then sex work can be something you need to be educated about, maybe even change your career in, or know how to be safe and have your rights and be protected. Uh, and so I really, you know, work, think that that's important. Um, but for me, I think there's a lot of people like me who elect sex work out of a fascination and an interest. So you're touring Australia now with your play that you've uh, uh, mentioned, Naked at My Age, but it's not the kind of show some might expect. Tell us about what audiences will will see in here. <laughs> well, I don't get naked, okay? First thing, <laughs> but no nudity. <laughs> you know, I've, um, I, I first wrote the show three years ago before COVID, and of course that changed all of our plans. So now what I've done is I've included some um, an activity about receiving because in, in, in lovemaking, all of us want to give. And we've taught, oh, it's better to give than receive. But oftentimes nobody's receiving. So we get to practice as the whole theater audience, a, a, a fun little in your chair exercise on receiving. I get a volunteer from the audience for another touch type activity. And... Um, then I kind of tell them well, somehow of my story growing up curious and how I, um, I, I, I really got into sex work. And really, one of my favorite parts are is when I sing about whores are my heroes. Uh-huh. Thank you, Annie Sprinkle, for that idea. And um, I sing another song in there, too, about sex in my 20s called Go Straight for the Goods, Dude. And um, I think people might feel some camaraderie or some humanizing uh, element of somebody just openly in their 70s talking about sexuality and how it can change and grow as you age, how we can become more authentic about who we are and how we share, how we can really 
go into ourselves and trust our desires. I look at desires as being our highest intelligence. And they, they show us and weave us into a world of wonder. And we need to listen to what they are, trust them, research them, learn how to communicate them. And know that really a good sexual relationship doesn't start with trying to guess or do for another um, or expect somebody to read our mind. It comes from being able to take the responsibility and know that it's important to go slow enough and stop in the moment to say, who's here right now? Who's showing up? And what do I need to do to make to make this interaction, this encounter, be really settle in my body in a good way. And I love sex and aging because we're all doing it, right? It's the one unavoidable <laughs> thing, that's for sure, especially the aging bit. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Oh, yes, it's a pleasure to be here. Dr. Charlotte Hathaway is a clinical sexologist, the founder of uh, Joy Intimacy School and touring Australia with her play Naked at My Age. You're listening to ABCRN Breakfast. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.